You're listening to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast from Clear Creek Community Church, located in the Bay Area of Houston. Hey, welcome everybody to the Clear Creek Resources Podcast. My name is Aaron Lutz. I help pastor Clear Creek at our East 96 campus, but I've been guest hosting some podcasts this summer because... My friend Ryan has been out for a little bit. so Yeah, man, you're in my seat. I am, I know. We can switch this later. All right, so Ryan Pastors, our Eager Bay campus, has been a regular host of this podcast since we started recording those, but has been on sabbatical over the summer and has recently returned. So I want to spend some time just catching up with Ryan, let you hear from him on what he's learned, uh, what, what's been valuable for him, how he's enjoyed rest. And so we're going to spend some time doing that. Yeah. I, and by the way, I have enjoyed your podcast oh, while good. I've been away. Yeah, Thanks, so, man. Yeah, you do a good job. I think I like sitting on this table better yeah. on this side than that side. Yeah. It's fun to kind of ask the questions. Yeah. Put you on the hot seat. Yeah. So, All right, man. Well, first question, like, did you find the office okay? Did your keys still work? Did everything? Yeah. Work? Well, you know, I mean, I knew where the office was. I wasn't <laughs> sure if they changed the locks on me while I was away. So, uh, yeah. No, I got back in okay. Good. Uh, yeah. I got some new pictures. I figured it was a good time yeah. for change. I've had same pictures on the wall for, gosh, at least eight years. So it was a good time to change it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to have you back, man. Uh, For those who don't know, talk a little bit about what a sabbatical is, uh, why Clear Creek has given those to our pastors, kind of the whole idea behind sabbatical and regular rhythms of rest. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you look at the word, it's, you know, from the word Sabbath, Mm -hmm. rest, you know, uh, the idea of um, every six days is the day of rest afterwards. So, you know, this biblical principle, uh, the idea of like a sabbatical, Year or sabbatical, you know, frame of uh, of time uh, that's a little bit larger. It's used in different ways. I mean, in the academic world, you'll have you know scholars and things like that yeah. will have uh, sabbaths uh, uh, or sabbaticals. Uh, pastors, it's common for for that to happen. And really, sabbaticals sabbaticals can be used for different things. I mean, mm-hmm. some places will have like reading or writing study or sabbatical. study sabbaticals, yeah. things like that. Um, you know, at, at Clear Creek. We started a rhythm of doing this, uh, I don't know how long ago. It's probably about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe 11 years ago, um, is when um, you know the church gave Bruce his first sabbatical and I found that really beneficial uh, enough to start incorporating that as a, as a routine rhythm for uh, our executive and pastoral staff and then even extending to the rest of our staff. Um, so uh, for for pastors, every seven years you get uh, you get ten weeks, yeah. um, with the option of adding two weeks of vacation onto the end of that. Uh, so uh, yeah, and really there's no there's no output you know mm-hmm. that's expected. It isn't like hey you're going away to write a book or um, you know to produce something. Right. It is purely just rest yeah. and um, to reconnect with your identity, not as a pastor first, but as a follower of Jesus first, um, which, you know, I mean, as, as a pastor, those things, they get so interconnected sure. that it's helpful to have those seasons where you say, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I follow Jesus because I love Jesus, mm-hmm. not because this is my job to right. follow Jesus. So, um, you know, you wouldn't think you need to be reminded of that. And then when you have those times where, you know, you, you, you remove yourself from the the daily rhythms and the roles of being a pastor that you're like, okay, that that is helpful. It is a good reminder that I don't read the Bible because I have to teach the Bible. I don't read the Bible or I don't, uh, you know, worship God because I'm trying to, you know, get other people involved and understand how, how good God is. It's like, no, all these things find their end in my relationship with God himself. Like I want to hear from God because it's good for my soul. Like he's, he's my Lord 
as well. Like yeah. he's not just my boss in right. a sense. So, um, so yeah, it's good. I think uh, I think every person that uh, that has gone on sabbatical, um, pastors and you know folks, other people on our staff mm-hmm. have found it really beneficial for them to do that. Yeah. Um, it's helpful to just turn off from work stuff for a while, and. Um, and just really engage with family, mm-hmm. with nature, with just a different aspect of 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 their brains yeah. and their hearts. So, uh, yeah. So I want to hear about your twelve weeks away, what all you did, how you engaged with family, what you learned, all that. But uh, let's talk a little bit about um, just even the, the value for longevity at Click Creek. So you mentioned Bruce went on a sabbatical. His first one, I think he was ten or twelve years in, or maybe even longer, longer than, that. than that. Yeah, I think it was about. It's probably 11 years ago. I mean, okay. it was my first year on staff. Okay, and the church um, is almost 30 years old. And so it was a, yeah. a good stretch. But when Bruce, I mean, we've enjoyed Bruce's longevity on our staff as one of our pastors, but then our executive team, guys like Mark, who's been around for a long time, and Greg, who's been around for a long time, and extending that sabbatical beyond just the senior pastor, but to our pastoral staff, we've enjoyed longevity that not a lot of churches enjoy, right? Mm-hmm. And so these regular rhythms of rest have been a helpful way uh, to bless our staff and keep us together and keep us healthy for the long term. So it's kind of one of those like short-term investments, hey, take a summer off, knowing we've got years with with you to walk, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also knowing like, hey, not everybody gets that opportunity, right? So we work in a unique field, if you will. Uh, we're, we're recently in a series on work. So we're talking about how work is a good thing. We're created to work. And yet God also created us for rhythms of rest. And so for those that may not get a sabbatical every seven years from their employer, uh, how would you coach someone to work hard to create the kind of rhythms of rest that have been restorative for you, even though they don't have a job that's going to give them a, a summer off, if you will? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think having a sabbatical every seven years, you know, if, if you have, let's say, unhealthy work mm. patterns of work and rest for the, those first seven years before the sabbatical comes, like, you're not going to make it to the sabbatical anyway. Like, uh. it's not just like, oh, I got to wait for this big chunk of time. And until then, I'm just going to run myself ragged. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the rhythms of work and rest happen in larger chunks, maybe yeah. like that, you know, uh, even if you don't actually get 10 or 12 weeks off they happen in smaller or mid- middle, you know, chunks, you know, maybe taking a, a week or two of vacation during the year, making sure that, uh, that you take the vacation that your employee has given you or employer has given you. Um, but then even smaller than that on a, a weekly basis that like you are not working yourself ragged, you know, right. seven days a week. And granted, there's there's times where, you know, in seasons where you maybe you have to do that for your job. Mm-hmm. Um, but long-term, it's just not healthy. Yeah. And then even on, on a daily basis, I mean, there's, yeah. you, you just can't work for 24 hours a day, you know, yeah. um, for very long. So, I mean, having times where you are, you're working when you're working, but then whenever you're off that you are engaged and you're present with your family and those around you. And, um, you have things outside of work that you do to, um, help you grow and you get to enjoy those different things mm-hmm. and that you get good sleep. I mean, God made us to, to sleep. Yeah. The, the sleeping is a, uh, it is a exercise in faith to believe that the world keeps spinning while you're completely out, yep. you know? Um, and there's all kinds of studies about the importance of, of sleep for longevity and overall health and all those things. So yeah. I just think that those are these different chunks that you have to think about. What does rest look like for me on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, Quarterly, even, yeah. you know, even big decade seasons of yeah. my life. Um, I think it's helpful to, to take all those times. Yeah. And it's not... Uh, 
prescriptive for some people, right? It's not formulaic. It's like, so in your workplace, what does daily rest look like? What does weekly rest look like? I think Chris Alston does a good job of, of resting. He kind of sets patterns and he, he schedules it. He's like, if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is, it's that like once a week, I'm going to take a day to rest once a month. I'm going to take a, a full day off just to rest and find that vacation day to take off. And I think for him, it's like once a quarter, I'm going to take a week off and that's going to be my week to rest and to, to be on vacation or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he finds a, a place that he can go, yes. you know, that is, you know, affordable or free or whatever yeah. that is. And he schedules out, here's what that's going to look like yeah. for me. And so it's almost like a personal retreat treat. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that's really healthy. Yep. Um, and you don't have to be a pastor to do that. I Correct. mean, you know, whether it's, hey, I'm going to schedule this weekend once a month or once a quarter to go and either get away by myself or, yeah. you know, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm going to go get around close friends of mine. We're going to go on mm-hmm. a hiking trip or something like that. You know, just doing something different and getting outside of your area, getting outside of your head, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I always think going back to camping or hiking and it's like, and you're sitting around a campfire with like some close friends and you're talking about what's going on in your life. You're like, you got to create some of those environments and spaces for those conversations to happen. And then you think, man, that really was good for my soul to go get away. Um, You know, and you might find that, man, physically that wasn't as much of a restful (laughs) thing. You may come back a little bit sore. Um, And sometimes it is helpful to to rest in a way that you, uh, differently than the way that you work, right? So, you know, people talk about, you know, you work with your mind, but you rest with your body or something or whatever. Exactly. Um, So, you know, it's like, if you, if you have an office job, you might find it helpful to go and mow your lawn on a weekend. And that's, that's a restful thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's good. Yep. But guys who mow a lawn for a living are (laughs) like, dude, I need to go rest with my mind. Yeah. I'm going to go watch a football game or something, you know? And yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of rest, uh, tell us the most restful part of your sabbatical. Uh, you know, the most restful aspect of it is just being able to, um, uh, I don't even automate or, you know, huh. sort of have other people taking care of whatever responsibility. So I tried to, I mean, it, leading up to being gone, I mean, for at least a month beforehand, I'm thinking through what are the different parts of my, my job that I need to make sure are covered by other people. But even just, it, it helped me start to even think about my own home and things that are going yeah. around other, other parts of my life. Cause yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk about like, we, we wanted to get away from uh, our, our home and our area for a little bit and just yeah. see different parts of the country. So we hit the road and knowing that, it's like, I got to make sure my house is taken care of, that my, my lawn's going to get mowed because I, I normally do that myself and just other things like that. So just so I can just release that and know that it's all going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so that, that aspect of not being in control and not having mm-hmm. to keep up with all the things that might break or whatever. Um, that was, that was restful for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and then when you get back, you know, you can't do that stuff forever. You got to get back to mowing your own lawn or whatever that is. <laughs> and things break again in your house now that you're back in it. Um, and so that was just kind of interesting to, to, I don't know, release some things. Yeah. Well, there's a principle there beyond just the idea of control of like, I've got to work in order to be able to rest. So like you worked hard for a month leading up to your restful season so that you could take your hands off the wheel a little bit and Mm -hmm. enjoy a time to rest. I think that's valuable too. Uh, So a large part of your sabbatical was spent on this really long road trip. So you and I rest very different. It doesn't sound restful to me, but it was for you, right? So uh, tell us a little bit about what you did, why you did what you did. Pull back the curtain for us a little bit on on your summer. Yeah, so we... I think we drove about 10,000 miles. Wow. Uh, we, we at least entered into 14 different states. Cool. Um, 
we didn't spend a lot of time in some of those with someone we're just driving through there. So it counts. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a long, it's a long way. So, um, you know, just to kind of give you a quick flyover, we went to uh, Florida. We wanted, you know, our kids to see like a really pretty beach, a little bit different than, than <laughs> the beaches <laughs> here. So we, uh, we went and we drove to, uh, to Destin and we ended up staying in a house with some friends there. Cool. Uh, so there for, you know, about a week, a little less than a week, drove back. We're here for about four days and then took off the other direction and mm-hmm. didn't come back for probably eight weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, went to Grand Canyon, um, and we we tried to, we tried to tent camp as much as we could, just because you know it's expensive to stay in places. Sure. So uh, we had, you know, we were in my my pickup truck with, <laughs> you know, I got like a sealed shell over the back so yep. we, our stuff wouldn't get wet. We had five bikes, and we had camping gear. We had, I mean, we didn't know if we were gonna, you know, get cold at the place, so we had, you know, ski jackets in mm-hmm. case it was really cold, and all kinds of gear. So we just lived out of the back as as much as we could. So we did Grand Canyon, uh, camped there. Went to San Diego, so we could, my daughter really wanted to see the San Diego Zoo. Like cool. I've been building it up her whole life. Like you like pandas, they got pandas there. Oh, they don't have pandas anymore, but uh, they used to. <laughs> oh man, um, you know. So we did that for a day. Uh, saw Disneyland for a day. You know, I'm like, you better remember this. Like this is your Disney. Like <laughs> we're not we're not doing like the big trip. You get one day as we're driving through. Uh, we camped at Yosemite. Cool. Best that's best stop. Was it? I mean, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It is amazing. What's the best part of Yosemite? I've never been. All right. So there's a few different ways to get there, depending on which city you're coming from. Okay. So we were coming from the south because mm-hmm. we're coming from Southern California. And um, when you go that way, you to get into Yosemite Valley, which is where El Capitan and Half Dome oh, okay. and you know all these beautiful waterfalls, that's where we're camping. Um, you drive through this tunnel and it's called tunnel view. And so as soon as you get outside of this tunnel, you're driving as dark, it just all of a sudden just like opens up into the valley and you see the whole thing, like mm. the iconic Yosemite landscape. If you're familiar with it, like all those things you can see. I mean, half Rising dome, you can see all, all these, you know, and it's it's amazing, like it's breathtaking. And so I'm driving through there and I was, I mean, you know, I. I can be probably more of an emotional person at times. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, I'm tearing up as like I'm seeing this stuff. Cause yeah. it's just 3000 foot granite wall that just starts where you are and just goes up and it just feels like it goes forever. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh yeah, there's a waterfall there and a waterfall there and it's amazing. You can see it all that from the road. Yeah, oh yeah. And, yeah. and then where, where you camp, you can see it all too. So it's not like your camp tucked off into the woods somewhere and it's not very nice, but then you have to go to other nice places. Like, no, it's just, you're just in the middle of it. Yeah. And there's people there and the people are like super cool. Like this is like- Like park rangers or just like- yeah, I mean, there's park rangers, people. but yeah, other people are camping okay. there and it's like, oh, okay, there's gonna be a bunch of uh, people here, but it's like, they're all like, oh yeah, we've been coming here like since our kids were young. And you know, we were camping next to people who were, they were camping with like their, their college age kids, uh, you know? Cool. And like, yeah, we've been bringing here ever since they were like little kids. And now they're camping with like their 20 year old. Mm. And you're like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. So it was beautiful. So from there, Yosemite, um, we went back to the coast. We did uh, Monterey Bay because really want to go to the aquarium. Been building up the aquarium <laughs> in my kids' life. Um, so, um, and then just kind of worked our way up the coast, cool. um, staying as cheap as we could at different places. I mean, California's expensive. So yeah. we tried to, you know, try to stay as cheap as we could. Especially we ke- the summer. Like, yeah. Gas yeah. Summer gas prices. Huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But, you know, we already had it planned and right. we're like, well, we're not staying here. We're going to keep, we're going to, you know, <laughs> go on our road trip. Uh, so we camped at uh, Redwood National Park, which was awesome. 
Um, so saw some redwoods, saw sequoias back at Yale, uh, Yosemite. Cool. And so saw the redwoods there. Um, stopped off in Portland. We had some friends that were there. And so we got to see them and hang out. Um, I've heard Portland's a really cool city. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, like we, we were there for a pretty short stay, maybe yeah. two nights. So we had like one day. And so we, we went down to the downtown area and, you know, uh, tried to get like some local coffee place. Mm-hmm. And we went to like that bookstore Book and uh, that, was, that was about it. But it was, it was cool. It's a cool yeah. town. I mean, you were doing this road trip to be in nature. You're like, you want to be outside and do some of those things. Yeah. Like, I like big cities. I like yeah. the buzz of a big city. And I've heard Portland's kind of the combination of both. A lot of outdoor cool things to go and do, but then just a really cool city. Yeah, and it's it. beautiful. So you're looking around, you can see like, you know, Mount Hood uh-huh. out there and, you know, it's just, it's real pretty. Yeah. So, right, so from Portland, where'd you go? Uh, worked our way up to Seattle. Um, Seattle was an expensive place to stay in hotels. Mm-hmm. So we ended up camping. We just camped in like a state park that was like 45 minutes. No, no, we did. We oh, I was okay. looking up hotels. Like this place is expensive. Gotcha. Like, is there any place I can camp around here? And so I found like a state park that was like 45 minutes outside. So we we hung out in Seattle during the day, but then in the evenings we'd drive out and like live in our campsite, you know. <laughs> nice. So um, yeah, man, we we like saw whales there and did the whole like fish throwing things. Cool. Took a picture outside the Starbucks and watched other people just get in line, and you know <laughs> we went and got Starbucks or got coffee somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, and then from there we we made the drive. Um, East to Yellowstone, cool. made a quick stop in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho for just an overnight, uh, you know, like a layover camping night. Mm. Um, and then did Yellowstone for five days. Uh, that was right. That was a few few weeks before or three weeks after all the flooding. Right. So it had just opened up. So uh, we, we lucked out with that. Um, you know, saw all the animals around there. Um, it's kind of a, a driving tour type of thing. Oh, okay. Uh, from there, went to Grand Teton National Park. We camped there. That was pretty. Um, I got I had COVID during that time, That's so we're right. like in a tent, you know. And me and my two sons both had COVID. And we ended up being okay. It only lasted about a day or two. Um, but you know, how t- much did that affect your trip? Did y'all have to stay longer somewhere? Did no, you have to, like, it didn't affect. Yeah, it didn't. You know, it only just affected like you know. It's like I'm I'm tent I'm I'm sleeping in a tent and I got and COVID. Fever. Like this yeah. is just not you know ideal. But you know what are you, what are you gonna do? You it wouldn't be a pandemic sabbatical yeah. if you didn't get yeah. COVID. So luckily, you know we were we were totally fine and uh, we still had a good time there. And you know we're outside so much anyway. It doesn't really impact what you can and can't do because mm-hmm. you're not you're not indoors. You don't have to like you know be too careful. You're like yeah, I'm just gonna go for a hike and we're not even gonna see anyone anyway. So. Yeah. Um, and then from there, went to Colorado, and we spent uh, really about two, no, about two, almost three weeks in Colorado. Cool. So we just tried to find a place that was really cheap for us to stay for a family, and uh, <clears throat> and just hung out. You know, just yeah. that was slowed down a little bit more. So before we were moving every few days, you know, and it was that was fun. Yeah. But this was like, all right, we're just going to stay here for a few weeks here, and uh, man, it was a lot of fun. Saw Bruce, Bruce and Susan. They That's they, right. they were up there just visiting um, the area, and so. Went fishing with Bruce one day, and uh, and that was about it. Came home and went home for a few weeks before uh, before coming back to work. Cool. So sorry, uh, that's kind of a longer version. No, there. no, no. I wanted to hear all that, um, but I also want to dive into some of those things. There's a lot in there, um, <laughs> but this is like the trip you've been planning for a long time. Not just like yeah. anticipating a sabbatical, but tell us a little bit about like this dream you had to take this trip and how it kind of came to fruition. Yeah, I, you know, I I love road trips. Um, I don't, you know, a lot of people do, so I don't want to say yeah. I don't know why, but it's not getting, <laughs> we didn't grow up doing crazy road trips. Um, 
but you know, like in college, like that's just like what I did with some of my close friends. Like yeah. we'd say, Hey, let's go yeah, for spring break. We would drive to the mountains and we'd go hike and try to find places we can go fly fishing. So mm-hmm. there's, there's all these towns, random towns in the middle of really it's, you know, New Mexico, Arizona, Colorado, mm-hmm. Utah, like that we, I have memories of just because I've been on some road trip through there. And yeah. so, um, you know, I'm, I'm pointing stuff out to my kids, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, you know, there, there's this one part where when I was in college, I took these kind of goofy pictures with some of my buddies at the Grand Canyon. And I made my kids take those same pictures with me. And then I like, you know, sent it to those guys being like, oh, look, I made my kids, you know, uh, do this, you know, these ones where, you know, they're kind of standing there and we're, you know, acting like we're holding up This wasn't stuff like planking. This wasn't that like no, thing from no, when we were in college. No, no, planking. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I've always, I've always just loved just the aspect of just being on the road. And, cool. um, and when, you're, when you're doing road trip things, whether it's with your friends or your family, you start, you develop your own inside jokes mm-hmm. and language, even within that trip. Yeah. Things that you talked about, you know, back at this city, now four days later, y'all are still joking about that sure. same thing. And then, you know, even when you get back, you're still like, oh, I remember the time. And so yeah. I wanted that for my kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've driven some places, mainly just in Texas, probably six hours or less. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know if this is gonna be pretty or not, but like, <laughs> I wanna put them in the car for a while and let's make some memories and yeah. see what happens. So it was good. Good. So y'all made some lifelong memories with your kids. Your kids are all at ages where they're gonna remember this trip. Uh, but I know even before leaving, talking with both you and Lindsay, you're like anticipating like, there's gonna be part of this that probably isn't gonna be enjoyable. It's three kids in the back of a, a pickup truck for a long time. It's a lot of togetherness, yeah. right? So uh, family dynamics, how did that play out over the 10 weeks or however long you were traveling? Um, you know, it, it, it worked out pretty well. I mean, I was like, Good. you know, hey, we need to learn to roll with the punches. Things are gonna happen and we're gonna have to just adapt. Yeah and overcome. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it worked out. Like we didn't, we never had to stay at a different place than what was already planned. Like yeah. it wasn't like, man, we got to reroute and go to this other thing. And so, uh, that was good. Cause you planned well. Pl- I mean, yeah, yeah. planned well and n- held loosely to plans. Cause mm. then you're on the road, you never sure. know what could happen. I mean, like I said, there were floods in Yellowstone two weeks before we got there. And so we were like, what do we do? And we just went for it. Good. Um, there was forest fires in Yosemite about a month after we left there. And you know, that could have just happened a different time frame. So uh, as far as like the dynamics of having kids in the car together, you know, it, there's just like the normal stuff with kids that you'd expect. But what was, what was really good for me and my soul to see, um, having you know, my oldest, she just started sixth grade. Yeah. And so as a, as a preteen, she's starting to hang out with her friends more and more and hanging out with us less and less. Yeah not playing with her brothers as much as she did when she was younger. But when we were gone, she didn't have any other option. And so um, while if we were here all summer long, if it was a normal summer, she probably would have been gone. Like we would never even seen her. Like she would have gone and like, you know, hanging out with friends and she was stuck with us. And it was, it was good for her. It was good for all of us just to like, you know, be a family in that way and see them laughing and pretending and like, you know, you know, (laughs) just being goofy together in ways they wouldn't have done. And I was like, man, this, I didn't expect that part, but like that was super fun to um, see. So, cool. yeah. Cool. I know at one point you had a mustache on this trip. Yeah, I went from a beard. Okay. Lindsay said, you know, 
good try. Um, <laughs> let's take that down. So did a mustache with a little like kind of soul patch. It's like a Doc Holiday oh, look yeah. for a while. She, Lindsay actually liked that. Um, then, you know, I didn't feel like doing that much. So I shaved off the little soul patch and just kept a regular mustache and, you know, didn't get a haircut since, you know, probably middle of, of May. Mm. So my hair was real long in the back. Nice. Things um, you can do when you're not on stage every week at your job at Clear Creek. And, I, and you know, to me, there's an aspect of that that I mean, I don't want to like you know over spiritualize stuff, no, whatever. But there's there's something that was good for me in in my personality that says, all right, like I don't want any of my appearance or anything like that to be a distraction from what I do, mm-hmm. right? So I mean, I, I'm coming here to to highlight the gospel. I want Jesus to be the one who's remembered as I when I walk away. People will be like, oh yes, like Jesus is good. Yeah. So. You know, we we have to think about how we present ourselves and how we look in a way that you know is trying to serve other people. Yeah. And um, there's just there's times where you're like, man, I want to have a mustache, <laughs> but you just you can't yeah. because you want to serve other people. And so there is almost like this like spiritual discipline this summer of being like, all right, I'm going to get all that out of my system. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do the things that I normally sort of want to make sure that like I'm serving other people in yeah. and just say. I'm putting myself first here and I'm growing a mustache <laughs> as ridiculous as this looks. And then you're like, all right, I'm good. You know, I got that got out, out of my system. I, that, that looked ridiculous uh-huh. and it was fun and uh, shaved it off and went back to work. So, awesome. um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a part of resting in all the sabbatical, um, to, to think about like, all right, what are the, the aspects of, of my job that caused me to do certain things or act in certain ways? And maybe I don't even think about it, you know? Yeah. And maybe that becomes almost, you start to become insecure mm-hmm. because you're thinking about that stuff too much. And now you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm thinking about how I look too much. Yeah. What, what's, what should be a desire to serve now becomes like about image. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, like that needs to be checked in me. Yeah. So I'm gonna grow a mustache and everyone in Colorado are gonna think I'm a weirdo <laughs> and that's good for my soul. Yeah. So yeah, dude, that's good. You were here for the summer. We did the summer Enneagram series and talked about, you know, you are, you're a three, I'm a three, yeah. uh, but that's a really healthy way of thinking about that. It's like, we, we think about image, but we want to do so to the glory of God. We want to do so in order to serve people. Uh, so I didn't think you Jesus juked that. I thought that was a really helpful way of describing that. Uh, so tell I grew us a mustache for Jesus. Basically. <laughs> right. No, you shaved, the, you yeah, shaved sh- your mustache <laughs> off when you got back yeah. for Jesus, but you got that out of your yeah, system. Yeah. You got to enjoy yeah. that. Uh, so, Talk about what you learned while you're away. So how did God shape you uh, over the summer? And and I'd kind of give you three categories. You can work through this however you want to, but relationally, how did God shape you with your family, with friends? I know friends joined you on that trip at times. Uh, how did God shape you emotionally? And then third would be spiritually. So save the Jesus juke for the end. No, talk about relationally, emotionally, and spiritually, how did God shape you? So relationally, in terms of just you know, my family around me, like I said, it was really good. I think it was like a solidifying time for us, especially going into a season, a lot of changes as mm-hmm. the kids are growing up and now they're in different schools and all that. Um, marriage wise, it, it was good for us. It was good just to have time in the car, you know, even though, you know, there's a lot of hours in the car. It doesn't mean that we're talking the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to a, a lot of books on earbuds <laughs> while other people were doing other stuff. Um, but it was good for us to be together. Um, you know, we, we were inside a tent or we were inside a one room hotel room for a good portion of it. And yeah. so uh, there wasn't as much like time alone or 
um, which yeah, depending on someone's personality, like that might be really hard for some. I, I'm not as much of an introvert, so I don't need to just to be alone yeah. um, as much. So um, so relationally, I think it was it was good in all those different ways. Cool. Um, coming back, you know, Lindsay and I did try to make sure that we had some time, just the two of us. Mm-hmm just because you know it was so much time together with with even the kids present and so we want our marriage to be first and we yeah. didn't want to just be like man we we were around each other but we were we never really hung out we never get to know what was going on in each other's lives the whole time so relationally that was good um you know as far as like keeping in touch with friends and family you know we tried to we tried to do that as, as best that we could you know we we started a little almost like a private instagram account mm-hmm. that we sent to some people and it's like hey if you want to just track where we are just so you can see the yeah. different pictures of where we are. Um, and we did, we it, followed yeah. that all summer. That was yeah. fun to see. Yeah. So it was, it was fun just to know that like, Hey, people are, people are here with us, you know, mm-hmm. in a sense. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, I just had a lot of, we had a lot of people just helping us out and serving us. You know, there's always something that's like, Oh, you, you know, something has to happen at your house. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh gosh. So calling up friends like, Hey man, could you do this thing or whatever? And, yeah. um, so Yeah. Cool. So that's relationally. Talk about emotionally, like, and then that's separate from spiritually. Like, what is God doing in your emotional world when you stop working for a season and you just get to rest? Um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know the answer. To that, probably, <laughs> I think, um, you know, there's different parts of that. I, like I said, it's just the I keep I, I keep referring to it as just taking your hands off the uh-huh. wheel for a little bit, right? Um, and there's something that's just helpful. To, to you emotionally about yeah. that, you know, especially as someone who y- you like being in control and you like planning and, mm-hmm. you know, knowing what's going on. Um, and so it is helpful just to say like, hey, I'm just going to turn that off for a little bit and just see what happens yeah. and just wait to, you know, to see what emerges in my heart. Um, so that was, you know, I mean, uh, emotionally, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I really haven't processed like, what does that do emotionally for yeah. me? But I mean, I think it's, it was just good to not have, worries and anxieties That's about things I that I worry and anxiety, have yeah. anxious anxiety about normally. Yeah. I mean, I think you and I are similar in some ways, but like uh, you don't run with a high anxiety. You're kind of a least anxious presence kind of guy, but there are, there are daily, weekly, monthly stressors on us and our job that when you take that away, like I feel like my shoulders would feel a little bit lighter yeah. uh, on, a, on a trip like that. And so I didn't know if that was something you took away or how yeah. you experienced that. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think yeah. it was. Cool. Yeah. All right, so talk about spiritually. Uh, you're, you're leaving. You talked about even like reading the Bible different, you know, not thinking about this in terms of how I'm going to preach this or how I'm going to lead through this, but just for your own soul to spend time with Jesus. How did God shape you spiritually? Yeah, I, I wish I would have like journaled more, oh, yeah. you know, that was my intent. I actually brought a whole journal and it came back completely empty, uh. which is unfortunate because I really wish I would have journaled a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I tried to... Th- I try to maintain some of my same daily rhythms, okay. which for me is, you know, getting up and reading the Bible in the morning, um, just because that's helpful. So I try to think about like, what are some rhythms that I do in my life that need to be put on hold during this time? Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe that's that's a way that I'm, you know, thinking about performance too much, or I'm trying to like, I'm running too hard. And so if I just like, you know, click back into that by keeping these same routines. Uh, so what are some routines I need to stop? But then what are some helpful routines that, you know, I, I really like, I enjoy this. Yeah. This is good for me. So, you know, trying to wake up and, and read the Bible, um, 
you know, whether I'm at a campsite or uh, in a hotel or wherever, yeah. uh, it's just it's just good, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I like to make coffee and read the Bible. That's kind of yeah. you know, and making coffee on a little like burner, you know, <laughs> at a, a campsite and looking at mountains and just yeah. sitting in this little like wobbly chair, like and it's chilly out and um, that's just it's just good. It was just good yeah. just to be in nature and and read the Bible, um, and also. Read the Bible for itself. And, and like, I'm going to, you know, there's so many times where you, you read about like, oh, that's good. You know, like, I, I want to write that down. Like that, that'd be good for something right. in the future. Like I want to store that away. Like maybe it's for small group or maybe it's for a sermon or something else. And just to be like, I'm, I'm going to forget this. Maybe, maybe it was good by not journaling because I'm like, I'm going to read this and I'm going to like just relish in it. And then I'm going to f- forget it probably. Yeah. Like I'm going to move on like in a few months from now and be like, uh, yeah, I don't really remember like what that lesson was. But like in that moment, like that's where, you know, it, it there, the, the end was right there. It yeah. wasn't just like a means to an end where I get to, you know, share this with somebody else. Like yeah. God's just speaking directly to me and like, I can, enjoy that. Yeah. So that was, that was good. 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 So, uh, attending church for us as a pastor is that's the place that we work, but it's also the place that we worship. So yeah. uh, did you miss that being gone this summer of like, man, this community of people that I have this regular rhythm of worshiping with, uh, that, that impacts my spiritual life. I know that does for you while you're here. So did you miss that while you were gone or how'd that play out for y'all? Yeah, that was, uh, something I, I thought a lot about because, you know, we're, we're used to being at church pretty often and, um, you know, we talk about this where, you know, if you go visit another church, it's hard to like turn your yeah. your pastor brain off because you always are like, oh, I like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to say it that way when they do it. Like, oh yeah, I should come back and talk to our team about how like they did this. And yeah. it's like, you're you're at work still. You're like, yeah, you're still evaluating. Yeah, you're, yeah. and you're thinking about like, how can, you know, how can we grow like as a mm-hmm. church with this, you know? Um, and so saying like, all right, I, I'm not going to go to, I'm gonna intentionally not go to a church service um, while we're on the road, at least initially, because I wanna I wanna sort of you know break myself from that. Um, and then yeah, I mean you just kind of worked out like wherever we were, there wasn't oftentimes on a Sunday there mm-hmm. wasn't a church. Like we either on the road somewhere or we're you know we're waking waking up at a campsite in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, but then even even coming back, so I was here for probably maybe two Sundays, three Sundays before coming back to, to work and thinking about like, I just, I feel weird not going to church right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, we need to go to the grocery store. So I'm gonna go to the grocery store and I don't, you know, that feels weird. Yeah. But then I, so I, I was, I kept debating, like, should, should I just, maybe it'd just be good for me just to go and like, just worship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, ultimately I was just like, I, I don't know if I can do that right now. I feel like it's what it's going to do is I'm, I'm going to go back to work is mm-hmm. mentally, you know, and have conversations with people. And I'm going to be checking in with people and say, Hey, you know, how yeah. are you doing all this stuff? And like, I, I'm going to try to save that for my, my first Sunday back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it was, it was hard. You know, you, you miss that. You miss um, worshiping with other people. I think that there's, there's a part of me that wishes I would have, been able to find a, a church on a Sunday, maybe towards the end after I sort of worked the, all that other stuff out of me and just gone and said, all right, I'm going to intentionally, consciously, like not work right yeah. now, not, not evaluate, not try to like just get ideas, gospel, just hear the gospel and like just worship. Um, yeah. And just, and just now this didn't do that. And, um, 
you know, I, it may have been good for me to do it. it. It was, you know, maybe good for me not to do that. Um, but yeah, that, that's, those are all the things that you're, yeah, you're thinking curious. about. It's like, yeah, you know, and, but coming back, you know, uh, and just being amongst, you know, Clear Creek and our yeah. people. I mean, it's like to, to sing and um, it's good to obviously not preach the first Sunday back and hear yeah. somebody else and like, ah, oh, this is this is good. Like I've, yeah. I've missed this, yeah. you know, same thing for my family. They've missed it. So it was good. Good to be back. Good. Um, so I go, on, I go on sabbatical next summer. I'll yeah. be here for 10 years uh, next summer, seven years as like a, a pastoral staff. Uh, but dude, I'm, I'm a little nervous about it because I don't rest well. Like we've talked about this before. Like I, I get energy and, and I enjoy working hard. I enjoy running fast and setting goals and accomplishing things. That's all that Enneagram stuff we talked about over summer. So what advice would you give for me or, or anybody else that's looking for a chance to slow down and enjoy time away? For me, a sabbatical, but for somebody it's like, dude, I'm just gonna take a week off from, from work. How do I slow down, unplug enough and really enjoy time away? Well, for you, you should grow your hair out to see what happens, man. <laughs> it would just grow in weird places. That's why man. it'd be it's awesome. Just, <laughs> it'd be a good image practice, yeah. right? Like, I don't care what awesome. look like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, there's one. Another thing yeah. for you, I mean, I'd say, I remember we've talked already and you were like, man, you know, I, I think I could just do like eight weeks. If they just let me go eight weeks, I just go eight, you know? Because <laughs> they give us 10. Yeah, it's too long. 12 because yeah, yeah. another two weeks. I'm like, weeks. I, think you need I think you need to do 12. Yeah. Uh, I think so. I think it's helpful just to... Just to just to do it, yeah. Be because you want to do eight, you uh -huh. should do the opposite. And I think that was one of the things I remember hearing from other people. It's almost like, what are those parts of my personality that like I run towards that? Like you should just do something the opposite. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a get up early and you do all these different things, like yeah. you know, I remember one guy on our staff. Uh, he was told, you know, just sleep in and don't have any plans for the day. And it was like. I don't know how to live my life that yeah. way. And you're like, that's kind of the point. Yeah. It's like, learn to live like that and see what comes up for you. And doesn't mean you're gonna do that forever. Like right. you're gonna enter back into it. And you know, if those rhythms are helpful, healthy for you, then, then do that. Um, so I think that there's, that's a helpful thing mm -hmm. to think about what are, the, what are some things that I should do the opposite of what I normally do? Yeah. And just to see what emerges, you know, what, is there an aspect of that that it's tied to my role? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that I've now attached to my identity too much. Yeah. And so if I can sort of remove that and to see if it's like, oh, that, that hurts because I've attached it too much to my identity, um, then that's something to, to think about. So that way, whenever you do those things, it's not, it's not so close to who you are anymore, yeah. you know? We're having this conversation in the middle of a series. We're talking about work, and there's times where I'm preaching that series, and I'm like, "Man, I am preaching to myself, like not finding identity in what I do, or not defining my success by my performance, or those kind of things." And so, I, th I do think sabbatical is a healthy rhythm and should be received as a gift, not as a—it's <laughs> not a punishment at all. <laughs> but there's part of me that's like, "Man, I, I want to work. I don't want to stop working." But it is a gift to to take time away, do that, do that. Um, what do you wish you would have done differently? As you're kind of giving advice for me, like you said, man, I, I kind of wish I would have journaled, but are there anything else you wish you would have done differently while you're away? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I felt, coming back, I felt like, all right, like I, I that did what I hoped it would do Good. for me. Good. Um, I think that there is, um, yeah, I, I think just, you see again, it's almost like the sleep thing. It's like the world keeps spinning while you're not there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the church continues to run. Like we've got a, a great team, you know, the spirit is moving in people mm -hmm. and you are not as necessary as you think you might be. You yeah. know, you're not as important as you think you are. And so um, 
there, there's, there's that part of you that's like reminded of that. So I think that was, that was good for me. I, I don't think there's any regrets around that at all. Um, or things I would do differently with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that wishes I would have been better bike shape for when I was in Colorado, oh, yeah. <laughs> just cause I was in there. I was like, Oh my gosh. And I'm riding that this elevation. and I'm like, I'm, I'm winded more than I, you know, have been at other times where I've, you know, been in better bike shape. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have been in better bike shape leading yeah. into this. But um. if that's your biggest regret, <laughs> I would call it a great, great sabbatical. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's make this our last question. All right. Uh, for your next seven year run in ministry, not that we sprint to our next sabbatical, but like we think in terms of, you know, seven year runs. For your next seven year run, what do you hope God will do in and through you? And then how do you plan to incorporate regular rest during that time? Um, yeah, I, I think about, um, what, like my next sabbatical, when that will fall, like within the stage of life that I'm in. It's like my oldest will be, have just finished, uh, high school and going into college. Um, and so we'll be in a whole different season of life. And you think about like how, um, I, you know, I'll be seven years older and what is that going to look like for me? And so what, what do I hope God does in me between now and then you're like, I hope, I hope a whole lot. Like (laughs) it's. Um, because it seems like a long time away, even though come seven years from now, I'll look back and go, gosh, that went, that went real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, in terms of just me growing, um, gosh, the stage of life that I'm in, I mean, I, I hope that Lindsay and I really, uh, do parenting well in the teenage years. Um, you know, it feels like, so we were, I was talking about this with a uh, podcast before I left with Lance, like in that sweet spot where it's like, when your kids are really young, man, it's real hard. It's yeah. like a lot of work going on. You're, you know, wiping butts and all that <laughs> stuff. And then when they're teenagers, you're like, oh my gosh, like they, you know, it's just a nerve wracking time. But then right now in elementary school, there's challenges for sure. But you're like, emotionally, you don't feel as like wrung out as you think I'm going to be in those two. And so, um, I was like, I'm gonna be in that that stage of life. And so I hope God is preparing us for that, um, helping us know like what grace looks like for us and for our kids, how to help them be on mission in a um, and, and to live out the gospel for themselves within uh, public schools and um, and on social media and all that stuff, trying to navigate just, you know, being in, in our culture. Yeah. Um, takes a lot of wisdom and I don't know what that's going to look like. So I hope that God gives us a lot of wisdom Good. to be able to do that. Um, for, for the church, I mean, I, I hope that we, we continue to grow that mm-hmm. like there, we continue to become a, a multiplying movement, you know, and, and seven years from now, I, I hope that there's multiple m- more campuses, you know, that, um, that are, you know, blown and going, you know, and those campuses are multiplying, you know, and we, mm-hmm. that our staff has grown because we're now we're supporting and leading more and more campuses and people are coming to faith and people are being baptized. And um, yeah, like I, I hope that it just, we just keep going. Like we're on, we're on God's mission mm-hmm. and um, we're just along, along for the ride for what he's doing, you yeah. know? And that would say that's, that's been kind of one of the, the lessons I've learned this summer is, God's going to do what he's going to do. And it's a grace that we get to be a part of that. And so, um, um, yeah, like I said, not, not as important as I think I might be, (laughs) but God's the one who's at work. And so, man, it's just, it's just a grace to be a part of it. And so I can, I, 
even if my hands are on the wheel in some ways, it's almost like, you know, I can, I don't have to be as anxious and in control as I think I am. Cause I'm really not, you know, God's sure. the one in control with it. Sure. So, yeah. Well, man, I'm glad you're back. I, I enjoy working with you. I enjoy running hard with you, but I also want us to be healthy doing it for the long term, long haul. And so, you know, regular rhythms of rest, not just in sabbatical, but in times of taking time to, to rest and just be with the Lord. And I hope some of the things you learn in sabbatical, and I think they will, will, will benefit your ministry over the next however long stretch we got together to do this thing. And so I'm grateful for that for you. Thanks. Cool. Well, Good thanks for back. jumping back in, man. For our church family, I hope this has been a helpful conversation as we all seek to work hard, to honor God with our jobs, our careers, but also seek to honor Him in our rest. Thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this conversation was helpful. If you want to watch the video of this podcast or share it with a friend, you can find it at clearcreekresources.org, where you can also find articles, music, and a lot more. Again, I'm Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today.